0: Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's.
1: Here's Ovechkin. He scores! Cutting in and a shot from a high slot. Alex Ovechkin makes this a two-goal game. It's 4-2 to with 16.51 to play. That the 745th goal. Of the ZHL career, 21 away now from Yarmir Yager for third all-time. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals close the trip with a rough night in Seattle. Samsonov shines on the West Coast, and Montreal in Wednesday as the Capitals returning home this week. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, November 22nd. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. A three-goal second period proved too much to overcome for the Capitals last night at Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle. And the Caps finish a long road trip out west with five points out of a possible eight, falling to the Kraken last night by a 5-2 to final. Ben, all the forward adversity this team has faced seemed to catch up with them a little bit last night after an impressive win in San Jose Saturday, finishing a third straight set of back-to-backs as well. Just too much to handle.
0: Yeah, and we we had been saying it over the past week plus as the sample size was growing, this seven-game point streak that the Capitals were on, 6-0-1, how impressive it was given how shorthanded they've been given all the travel, given all the back to backs, et cetera, et cetera. So ultimately we had an inkling. They may have been due for a quote unquote clunker. And ultimately the first 40 minutes last night in Seattle had the defensive breakdowns and they just didn't look quite themselves as they had earlier on the road trip and ultimately digging themselves too big of a hole. So you're right. It was too much to handle without all the forwards having to go to 11 forwards and seven D just due to, who was available and ultimately they looked like a team that was playing their seventh game in 11 nights at least for the opening two periods credit to them they did show some fight in the third period trying to claw their way back but ultimately chalk this one up to an extent to the schedule maker all those back-to-backs all the travel all the condensed nature of the schedule combined with all the injuries and absences didn't make it especially easy as they went into seattle last night
1: We'll get to some of the reasons why they only had 11 forwards last night. But you mentioned the third period, Ben. A season-high 23 shots on goal in the third period. They got the power play late. It wasn't quite as bad as 5-2 to two would indicate. They empty that goal at the end, making it a little bit worse than it was. But there was a lot of nice fight, I think, in that third period. And for all the reasons that you just said, seven games and 11 nights, three sets of back-to-back. You're not playing with a full complement of folks. And again, last night, you're missing five forwards and you unleash it and come after it. Alex Ovechkin getting a goal in the third period last night. And that seemed to kind of set the tone a little bit. That was a nice finish, even if it didn't result in any standings points.
0: Yeah, and there were a lot of players who stepped up in the third period, but Ovechkin with the goal and Ovechkin with the ice time and Ovechkin with the looks that he had on the power play. John Ovechkin was trying to pull them into that fight in the third period. And the fact that your 36-year-old captain is doing that at the end of the road trip, again, given all the minutes and all the miles that he handles and all the responsibility, thought he was terrific in in the third period, especially last night in trying to bring the team back. But I will say, John, that they had their looks on the power plays. They weren't able to convert. Philip Grubauer was really good in the third period last night. It's been a rough first year for him in seattle but part of the difference last night was the kraken made good on their only power play chance of the night capitals were 0 for 4 on their power play chances but grubauer was a big reason why seattle was as successful as they were on the pk and grubauer was really good last night he gave them the goaltending they needed and the capitals didn't necessarily get that goaltending capitals had other issues as well but you look at the special teams and the goaltending seattle had it and the capitals at least on the power play they didn't have the finish when they probably needed it especially in the third period with a couple of opportunities so,
1: injuries this again. TJ Oshi gets injured it turns out in San Jose and Peter Laviolette telling after the game last night that it is a different injury than he had been sidelined with, so something fresh and new for number 77. He doesn't play last night. Connor Sherry, nothing disclosed about the nature except that it was upper body and it happened late in warm up according to the coach in the post game last night. So you knew that if TJ was going to get in a lineup and play at Climate Pledge Arena, it's just if he would have been in there, he grew up in Everett, only 30 minutes up Interstate 5. So you knew that he wanted to and wasn't able to. And that, to me, Ben, casts a little bit of doubt as we get toward tomorrow as the team gets back to practice. Oh, by the way, Lars Eller still in a hotel room in Anaheim in COVID protocol last we were told. And who knows when he's able to come back. So again, last night in Seattle, five forwards out as it had been for the whole trip, except for San Jose, where it was only three. And now the forward adversity apparently hasn't gone away with Montreal coming to town on Wednesday. We'll be watching tomorrow to see how bad it still is.
0: Yeah, you hope that in the case, first off with Connor Sherry, the company line is day to day and he was a late scratch in the game last night in Seattle. So you hope that isn't necessarily anything long term and that he'll be good to get back in the lineup in the coming days. Fortunately for the Capitals as well, John, after such a condensed portion of their schedule, now it does ease up a little bit to the extent they quote unquote have only one game over the next four days before some heavy lifting as we get closer to December. But a little bit of a a window here for guys to recover. and get back into game shape. But the, the biggest question mark, you're right, is TJ Oshie, the fact that it wasn't aggravating the prior injury, the fact that it is something different, that's a little concerning. And to your point, you know that if Oshie was anything close to 100%, this is a game I'm sure he had circled on the calendar the first time back in Seattle. There was so much talk over the past few months, over the past few years since Seattle was granted an expansion franchise. He spoke at length, Oshie did, at how much he was looking forward to playing an NHL game in his home state. And the the part of the country where he grew up, where he was born and raised, you know that something wasn't right for a gamer like him to not be available last night. And hopefully given the the spark and the on ice contributions he makes, hopefully he too is able to get back and close to hundred percent as quickly as possible.
1: You did some really cool research that we should touch on here this morning regarding Alex Ovechkin and the venues in which he has scored goals. Last night, scoring in Seattle, the 40th different venue that he has scored a goal in. That includes Nationals Park. That includes Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis. And no doubt he will get to 41 at some point, probably soon, when he scores his first goal at UBS Arena on Long Island. The Capitals will be there for the first time on December 23rd. But Ben, 40 different venues the man has now scored a goal in.
0: Yeah, and good to see him get a goal last night in Seattle. First time there. Kraken fans got the best of all worlds, John, last night. They see their home team win a game. And they see Alex Ovechkin score a goal, and they saw Alex Ovechkin really, John, at his best last night. Again, the six shots on goal, the 13 attempts he had. He was terrific, all that ice time, and the goal that he had, able to beat Philip Grubauer with that wrister. So he's up to 15 overall in the year, continuing to get it done. It doesn't matter who the goalie is, what the venue is, what the situation is. He just continues to chug along. And 15 and 7.45 now for his career. And, yes, another venue crossed off his list. 40 total, and we'll look forward to 41 when the Capitals make that maiden trip to Belmont Park at UBS Arena in New York. Finishing up discussion this morning
1: here on Caps This Morning with goaltending. Ilya Samsonov's best two starts of the season, both likely in California this past week, an active shutout streak now north of 150 minutes as the Caps return home to face Montreal on Wednesday. We have talked, Peter Laviolette has talked, about how someone needs to rise to the top eventually here. Sammy has made a pretty good argument lately, and he's always been a goalie for this team that could win on the road. It was awfully good to see him raise his game in California. I'm guessing he will now get the start on Wednesday against Montreal after Vitek's night was a little shaky against the Kraken. And you and I have said it how many times going back to training camp. The 1A, the 1B, Vitek Vanacek, for the most part this year, has been the 1A. But right now, I think it's
0: Elias Samsonov. Yeah, and I think Brian McClellan, in talking to our colleagues earlier this month, Samantha Pell and Tariq El-Bashir, suggested that this month in November, he and the coaching staff were hoping that one of the goaltenders would Tried to emerge and try to create a little bit of separation in that goaltending competition. I think this was a big week. Samsonov was very good in the shutout wins, of course. He was perfect in the wins over Los Angeles and San Jose. And look, let's acknowledge, too, that was a tough spot for Vitek check last night. That was, as Barry Trotz used to refer to it, that was kind of a junk mail assignment, second of back to backs and the end of the lengthy road trip and all the reasons we said it would be a challenge for the Capitals last night, they were due for a clunker. It was a tough spot for Vanacek, but that being said, it was a challenge and it was a night when they needed him to be very good. There were inevitable defensive breakdowns in front of him. He didn't necessarily cover them all up. Vitek Vanacek, it's a lot to ask of him, but they needed him to be very good last night, just as Samsonov was when they had back-to-backs earlier in the week in Los Angeles. And he was very good in an eventual 2 nothing shutout win. So I would say right now that the ball is in Samsonov's court to maybe run with this a little bit. I'm interested to see, John, they have Montreal on Wednesday And then they have games against Florida, Carolina, and Florida. Big boys in the Eastern Conference, important games. Let's see how those are divided up over this next little stretch without back-to-backs. Let's see, maybe Samsonov starts to get a little bit of run based off of his strong play on the West Coast here.
1: How about some hockey at a reasonable hour? That sounds pretty fun, doesn't it? The Caps and the Montreal Canadiens Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Network airtime at 6.45. Your extended pregame show exclusively here on Caps Radio 24-7. We'll start at 4. Ben, have yourself a good
0: Monday. Happy Monday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go!